Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Something to look forward to. A giant blob of seaweed twice the width of the continental United States is headed for the shores of Florida and other coastlines throughout the Gulf of Mexico. Yay! (laughs) It's threatening to dump smelly and possibly harmful piles across beaches and it will dampen some of the tourism season. Although uh, it's not supposed to arrive in Florida until July-ish traveling west the blob will push through the Caribbean and up into the Gulf of Mexico during the summer not really the tourist season in Florida and it's expected to show up around you know like I said July-ish it's an entirely new ocean graphic phenomenon that's creating such a problem really a catastrophic problem for tourism in the Caribbean region where it piles up on beaches five to six feet deep. It's a sargassum. (laughs) You don't want none of the sargassum. Uh, It's a catch-all term that can be used to refer to more than 300 species of brown algae, although sargassum natans and sargassum flutions are the two species most commonly found in the Atlantic. When adrift at sea, the algae can have upsides for ocean life. It's a floating habitat, provides food and protection for fishes, mammals, marine birds, crabs, and my favorite, and more. According to the Sargassum Information Hub, and man, I, you want to pay attention to the Sargassum Information Hub, which is a joint project among various research institutions. It serves as a critical habitat for threatened loggerhead sea turtles and as a nursery area for a variety of commercially important fishes, such as Mau Mau. <laughs> I guess that would be uh, Mahi Mahi. But, I mean, good for the Mau Maus, too. Jacks and Amberjacks. So, sargassum is coming. It does not sound like fun. Uh, If you're getting five to six feet deep of this stuff piling up on beaches, uh, that does not sound fun. So, beware in the Caribbean and along the Gulf of Mexico coasts for sargassum. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Well, it's over. The Gwyneth Paltrow case against Dr. Terry Sanderson is over. They had closing arguments, and then the jury returned last night. And the judge, it was fascinating to watch. Uh, The jury reached their verdict. It was unanimous. They polled each jurist, uh, which the judge was, you know, quick to say it's not uncommon for this to happen. He handed the verdict to the clerk, and it went a little something like this. Was Gwyneth Paltrow at fault? 
no. Was Gwyneth Paltrow's fault a cause of Terry Sanderson's harm? Has nothing there. There's just no response. Yeah, there. just move on, clerk. Was Terry Sanderson at fault? Yes. Was Terry Sanderson's fault a cause Gwyneth Paltrow's? Did um did Terry Sanderson's Spit fault cause Gwyneth Paltrow's harm? Yes. Thank you, clerk. Very easy. Just read Compared what's there. Compared to fault. What percent of the fault do you assign to Terry Sanderson? 100%. Whoa, hello. Damages. What amount fairly compensates Gwyneth Paltrow for economic damages? $1. Yeah, well, that's what she was suing for. Signed March 30th, 2023. Thank you. So to, to juror number 19, the four person, is this your verdict? And the jury said yes, and that's when they pulled all the other jurors. And then the judge goes on to uh, tell the jury that they're dismissed. They, he thanks them for their hard work, and he gives them some advice. And he says, you can now talk about the case. You can now talk to the press about the case if you want to. But he gives them some chewing the fat advice. He tells them, you don't have to speak to the press. You can tell them no. <laughs> just Now, he doesn't say this, but this is implied. Uh, just because someone puts a microphone in front of you, you don't have to speak. <laughs> it's very simple. And then he told the press to honor their wishes. If they uh, say no, don't keep hounding them. Well, good luck with that. But for sure, just remember, you don't have to to speak <laughs> and then they did their usual uh yeah we've got nothing else for the court and uh people in the courtroom stay seated these people are going to leave early gwyneth left early she got out of there because the attorney wanted to speak to the press but gwyneth wanted to take her security and get the heck out of there so it's over and gwyneth won everybody believed gwyneth and not Dr. Terry Sanderson, as uh, they believe that he crashed into her at the Deer Valley Ski Park in Utah way back in 2016. So he has to pay her a dollar and pay for all the court costs and stuff. So congratulations. Gwyneth is back running goop and uh, doing whatever Gwyneth does. She did on the way out. Uh, she left early. She was the first one to leave. Please, everyone remain seated. Uh, Ms. Paltrow is going to leave. Uh, she, on her way out, she bent down and whispered something into Terry Sanderson's ear. I don't know if it was bite me. <laughs> uh, if you want to order something from my website, use the promo code F U, uh, or it was just something nice. Like, you know, drink some warm tea from goop.com. I'm not sure. And then off she scampered to leave the courtroom. Speaking of. You don't have to speak if someone puts a microphone or a camera in front of you or both. Um, and we've got examples uh, throughout this, this show over the years of great sound bites and person on the street events from uh, new local newscasts. I love it. I say, <laughs> go ahead, but you don't have to. This is a friendly reminder. You don't have to. Now, the latest addition to the collection is a Michelle Clark from Brookshire, Texas. Michelle, 
was uh, part of a news the news coverage for hail damage that was happening in Brookshire, Texas last week. Now, Michelle was uh, part of uh, a local two newscast and wanted to tell everyone about her experience during the hail. Man, them chokers was big, size of a quarter doggone. Many said it sounded like nothing they've ever heard before. They said, Kapuya, Kapuya! And your boy that hell just came in, I looked at my, opened my door, and I looked at my door, and started hitting me in my head. I took off running, and ran to my restroom, and then I called my mama to see what she owed. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle Clark. Uh, for another example of just because someone puts a camera and microphone in front of you doesn't mean you have to speak. Kapuya! So, speaking of Kapuya, I see where nine colleges in China. Yes, China. I know we hate China and we don't want anything to do with TikTok. I got it. Uh, however, we do not want anything to do with the Restrict Act that's trying to be passed as well. <laughs> that is not good. Uh, boo to the Restrict Act. Uh, it's not limited just to TikTok, which is an issue. Uh, it gives the government authority over all forms of communication, domestic or abroad, and grants powers to enforce any mitigation measures to address any risk to national security now or in any potential future transaction. That is not good. Anyway. So I digress, because what I really wanted to talk about was China catching up to the United States uh, as far as spring break is concerned. I see now where nine colleges in China say, hey, we're going to give you guys a week off so you can go take care of a little business. They want the they want them to go fall in love. Oh, isn't that special? They've been asked to keep travel diaries, film videos of their trips and write growth reports. <laughs> <laughs> so the new theme uh, for these students uh, spring break comes as China faces plummeting birth rate and marriage rates right so we're going to give you a spring break we've been doing that for years here in the US I don't know if you know that uh, in fact we've got cities ready to ban spring break vacations because of too much partying and a business going on okay so there's nine vocational colleges in China that want students to go forth and find love in the week-long spring break in April. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, want, we hope that the students can learn to love nature, love life, and enjoy love. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> go, just go take care of a little business, okay? So apparently these colleges that are you know, focusing on go take care of a little business are vocational schools for jobs in the aviation industry, such as pilots, flight attendants, air traffic controllers, and airport security staff. So if you're wanting to be a flight attendant, you don't want to be preggers. I'll tell you that. You can go find some love, but you don't want to be preggers. Anyway, uh, they're going to give you a week off to go take care of a little a business. Now, I will say that uh, as I'm reading this story, they talk about how they've lengthened their holidaying to it used to be just one day and it was one day as part of tomb sweeping day the Qing Ming festival which is on april 5th next wednesday if you're listening live today is the 31st of march 2023 so next wednesday april 5th 2023 is 
tomb sweeping day, uh, the Qing Ming Festival. And I thought, man, nothing says, hey, let's take care of a little business like a tomb sweeping day. <laughs> but I didn't know, I uh, wasn't aware of tomb sweeping day. So the Qing Ming Festival or the Qing Ming Festival, also known in English as tomb sweeping day, uh, also sometimes called the Chinese Memorial Day, Ancestors Day, the Clear Brightness Festival, or the Pure Brightness Festival. I mean, there's the problem right there. We need to come up with a, we need to just come up with one name for it and let's be done with it. So it's a festival observed by ethnic Chinese in mainland China, Hong Kong, Macau, Taiwan, Malaysia, Singapore, Cambodia, Indonesia, Philippines, Thailand, Vietnam, and Panama. It's a celebration of spring. It falls on the first day of the fifth solar term called the Qingming of the traditional Chinese lunisolar calendar. This makes it the 15th day after the spring equinox, either 4, 5, or 6th of April in any given year. Now, during Qingming, Chinese families visit tombs of their ancestors to clean the gravesites and make ritual offerings to their ancestors. Offerings would typically include traditional food dishes and the burning of joss sticks and joss paper. The holiday recognizes the traditional reverence of one's ancestors in Chinese culture. So, hey, go take some time off, celebrate the old Qing Ming festival, go sweep a tomb or two, and take care of a little business, would you? Because <laughs> nothing says business like sweeping a tomb. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. So I see where the Academy is reportedly thinking of uh, adding a new theatrical distribution requirement for films to be eligible for Best Picture at the Oscars. Films will need to play in theaters in 15 or 20 of the top 50 markets in the U.S. to be eligible for an Oscar. Man, if you want to bring down the Oscars even more than they already are, go ahead and do this, Academy. This is a big mistake. I was trying to think what good could come of that because now if you release a film, I mean, you're just going to have streaming awards that are going to be bigger than the Oscars, right? Go ahead. We're going to have, yes, we have uh, the Academy Awards. Big whoop. The movies everybody loved were on the streaming platform. So we're going to give them awards. We have streaming awards already, but they're not close to... Uh, the Oscars, and it would have to be the streaming movie award, so it would have to be called something else. Or maybe, you know, it could just be called uh, Oscar's Wife. <laughs> Oscar's Wife Awards. Oh, I like that. I don't know that the Academy would let that fly, but I like it. So I think that's, a, that's not a good move at all. I mean, I've been after them to stop this movie theater business altogether anyway and then they all made a deal with the movie theaters to try to save them and you know so movies are being released at the theaters and that's great but we all have uh capability to enjoy movies at our home now and we don't need the movie theaters oh there's something about the big screen is there okay all right i got gotcha. you so put it at the theater too i'm not opposed to the theater i just think that it's silly putting the theater up on this pedestal 
where it doesn't belong anymore. But okay, fine, no problem. And speaking of uh, just TV uh, viewing at your home, I see uh, where Blue Bloods, when we were talking about shows being renewed, uh, Blue Bloods was not on the renewal sheet for CBS. And I thought, wait, what? Because they're going to want to end that right. Well, uh, they just renewed on CBS. Everybody is taking a 25% pay cut. Uh, so Blue Bloods, Tom Selleck drama, uh, returning for season 14 on CBS. Uh, everybody takes a 25% pay cut to do the show. That's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool that they're coming back. The whole show is coming back. I mean, it's a big cast and, uh, you know, it's a expensive production. No question. But uh, this probably, I would not surprise me that this is the final season. Uh, they've got to end it, right? I mean, uh, Frank Reagan is tiring of being the police commissioner. And there's a few other characters that need to get their characters wrapped up. So it wouldn't surprise me. I see uh, only the NCIS series, which renewed for its 21st season, has aired longer than Blue Bloods. And I like the NCIS show, although... Without Gibbs, it's not the same show. I I like it, but they still, you know, make it kind of like we're going to see Gibbs once in a while. You never are. I mean, Mark Harmon is done with the show, or claims to be. And they brought in uh, Gary Cole to play uh, Agent Parker, who, you know, he's fine. He's okay. And uh, we still have uh, McGee. And Torres. So there's a, there's some serious characters I like. it, And we have the new NCIS Hawaii, which I like. Uh, I like the NCIS Hawaii a lot better than NCI Los Angeles. And NCIS Los Angeles is ending. It's over. Season 14. I stopped watching it a long time ago because it was kind of agonizing. But I started, I watched since it was the final season. I've been watching uh, a couple of episodes whenever I can. And it's just not good. I just don't like NCIS Los Angeles. After the first couple years, I just, I don't know. It, they lost me. However, uh, Blue Bloods, the whole thing pointed to what I was talking about is Blue Bloods. Uh, season 14 has been renewed, although everybody is making 25% less. So as long as we're uh, in Hollywood, we might as well uh, get to uh, Hollywood divorces. So remember we talked about Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, and uh, they had a big issue, and Jason was, uh, he was being sued by the housekeeper or the nanny. The nanny, it wasn't the housekeeper, it was the nanny. A different, a different do person. <laughs> <laughs> housekeeper is not the nanny jeff okay and so he was being sued by the nanny and saying that he still owed her a bunch of money because after olivia left then she was doing uh, everything including uh, you know talking to jason when he would come home well now olivia is saying hey jason has put me into debt with the custody battle right uh she's saying there this whole litigate me to into debt is I gotta stop. I can't have this. Jason can afford to spin his wheels with filing after filing. I cannot. Okay? Uh, I can't afford it. So what I want is to stop this madness so I don't go broke. Okay? So Olivia fought for the kids to remain in Los Angeles while Jason was intent on having them back in Brooklyn. Okay? Uh, Jason should not be permitted to litigate Olivia into debt and then claims she should be deprived of her right to seek a needs-based fee contribution from him. 
<laughs> so they're not happy with each other right now. And Olivia's pissed that uh, he is uh, litigating her into debt. Olivia, uh, maybe you need to, I don't know, get a movie. Uh, sign a deal. Uh, go sign a Netflix deal <laughs> for a little bit of cash. That's what Jason did. He's got his deal on uh, Apple and he's making all kinds of cash. Okay, maybe you ought to work that out. Then we have Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth. I know. I know. I was sad too. They were just a sweet little couple. But they are in the midst of a divorce. And Reese and Jim have made a a lot of money over the years. In fact, they both got big money when he was... Remember, he quit his job at CAA to go work for Quibi. And he was their talent acquisition. I think that was his title. I can't remember what his stupid title was at Quibi, but he was giving people big money for these shows. And then, of course, you know, the Quibi downfall. So everybody lost a lot of money, except them. Uh, Reese deep-pocketed some cash. He deep-pocketed some cash. They sold the one company that uh, they had called Hello Sunshine, Reese's production company, uh, sold for nine hundred million dollars back in 2021 so her slice of that pie i guess was about 120 million after taxes uh, i don't know what jim got but they're busy cutting up they've sold a bunch of houses already they've sold uh, several co-owned properties the malibu farmhouse yeah they didn't need that and the la manor for 21.5 million yeah they didn't need that and a nashville mansion for 7.35 million yeah they didn't need that and i guess they're selling the Mal- another malibu property for 7.6 million so i know i know it's sad remember the video when uh reese had the one reporter come over for it from vogue for the 73 questions video and spent i don't know seven or eight minutes in her house and she gave the tour that was a nice little place you know she showed off the pool and and the trampoline out back and you know she did the oscars cute little thing anyway and uh, you know of course one of the one of the countries that she wants to visit that she hasn't visited yet venezuela Who doesn't want to go to Venezuela? Now, I know this took place back in 2014. Venezuela was a lot better place in 2014 than it is now. But still, have you ever thought to yourself, you know, I want to go to Venezuela. Maybe you have. Maybe you have. I haven't. But maybe you have. So So they're in the middle of uh, their divorce and it's going to be tough for them. I know. It's going to be tough. So... Uh, you know, maybe we wish him the best. I mean, nobody knows why. Uh, you know, they posted, of course, on Reese's Instagram uh, page where she has 29.4 million followers that they were uh, breaking up and, you know, their priority was the son. And, you know, we want, uh, we're in our entire family and we're navigating into the next chapter. And it's uh, private and extremely personal. So leave us alone, Reese and Jim. That's not what they said. Uh, family's privacy. Respect our privacy at the time. Reese and Jim. But there's all kinds of theories. Uh, mid- midlife crisis to lack of romance. And you think, Reese Witherspoon uh, is lack of romance? You know what they say. So who died today? Who died today? 
while legendary radio presenter Doug Mulray, you know him as Uncle Doug, has died at the age of 71. He was a big Australian uh, radio guy uh, after struggling with a chronic illness for several months. Don't look at me like that. I don't know that it was that. It doesn't say. It just says it was a chronic illness that he'd struggled with for several months and he died in intensive care in a Sydney hospital. Okay? So, knock it off with thinking like that. I didn't say that. I'm just telling you what it says. So, legendary radio presenter from Australia, Doug Mulray. Yeah, like I said, you know him as Uncle Doug, dead at the age of 71. Then we have a guy by the name of Stevie Allen. Uh, still game. He was a big time actor in Scotland. And he was, uh, you know, the, you know him from the show Still Game. Now, I'd tell you his age, but no article that I read tells me his age. In fact, the last article I read tells me two co-stars age. <laughs> it says his co-star, Jane McCary, 52, paid tribute to the late actor. Then it goes a little bit later down in the story. It says, uh, it talks about another co-star who's 54 years old pays tribute to Stevie. Now, what made him different was that he left acting to become a paramedic. He had enough with acting in Scotland. He was a star, made some money. You know what? Uh, No, I'm going to go ahead and become a paramedic. Okay? So, Stevie Allen tragically died, the Scottish actor and paramedic. Uh, His one co-star, who was 52, paid tribute, and his other co-star, 54 paid tribute, but we don't know how old Stevie was, but we do know he's dead. Also, uh, in Who Died Today, Virgin Orbit. Virgin Orbit is ceasing operations, you know, for the foreseeable future after failing to secure a funding lifeline. Huh. So they're laying off all their employees, which is 100. Now, that's not Virgin Galactic. But that is a Richard Branson uh, Virgin Orbit. And they are done. Now that Virgin Orbit, we do know how old Virgin Orbit is. They went public a little over a year ago, January of 2022. So a little over a year old, Virgin Orbit says, goodbye, Uh, we're no longer open. So we'll see what happens. Uh, You know, Branson, I'm sure, will come out okay. (laughs) Well, remember they had Branson had uh, that was an issue with the first launch from Virgin Orbit. Roughly, they said it suffered that anom- anomaly during the first UK mission launch, and I don't think it ever made up for that. After you can't and in today's world, whenever you have an anomaly, yeah, people start looking at you different. Now, while it didn't die, it is stopping the free trials. The text-to-image AI platform MidJourney halting free trials after a number of realistic deep fakes go viral. The company also states surging demand. (laughs) So, I think it was MidJourney that uh, did the Pope that we talked about yesterday in the puffer jacket, I think. Uh, I know there was the deep fake with uh, some with Trump, uh, a couple of Trump deep fakes. So we can't have that. Okay, I'm surprised. I mean, usually we can have Trump 
deep fakes. But, you know, the version 5 of Mid-Journey was uh, creating quality images uh, of depicting people. So, okay. Anyway, you can still use it. You just have to pay for it. Yeah, they had so many people uh, signing up for their free, the free pass. No, uh, sorry, no more. Uh, There's too many of you. We need to start charging you, so... All right. Don't run to the ATMs, though. I was looking at a story the other day that talked about uh, how ATMs are declining. So they're saying that after, in 2019, ATMs, there were 470,000 ATMs in the U.S. All right. So now they say at the end of last year, 2022, there were 451,500 ATMs. And they claim that it was because of the pandemic, which, okay, uh, they're tracked by a research firm, Euromonitor International. Love them. Uh, they believe that many people quit using cash during the pandemic. Yeah. And haven't gone back. So, man, if you want to use ATM to get cash, there's less of them around. I'm guessing, though, if you use ATMs to get cash, you know where they're at. Right? I mean, every one of your local banks have their ATM. And uh, they are just, I mean, the ones in the convenience stores, right, that weren't, had to be closed, or the ones at some of the restaurants, those are the ones. So that's putting people out of jobs because those were owned by separate companies and separate people. The other ones that are still there are owned by the banks, I'm sure. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can always email the show, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can order a cameo from me uh, at JeffyJFR. Uh, those aren't free, but uh, I'll you know be happy, sad, glad, whatever the case is. You can order it on Cameo at JeffyJFR. If you follow me on Twitter, you noticed uh, yesterday I had tweeted, Welcome to the party, because it was announced that from the State Department, U.S. citizens residing or traveling in Russia should depart immediately. Uh, If you're a U.S. citizen uh, residing or traveling to Russia right now, what are you doing? I know. Don't. I, what about that American journalist? I know, and I'm guessing that this is, was a response to that. Uh, a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, uh, Evan Gerskovic, uh, was arrested uh, in the city of Yekaterinburg for allegedly investigating Russian military secrets for the U.S. It's the first time an American journalist has been detained on espionage charges in Russia since the Cold War and a sign of escalating tensions between the rival countries as Russia's war in Ukraine continues. Uh, The Wall Street Journal said it vehemently denies the allegations, and the White House also condemned Russia's targeting of American citizens. It's interesting how this happened right after uh, China paid uh, Russia a visit, but no worries because... This president, and I know I try not to get political too much on this show. It drives me, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I just wanted to remind you what this president said when he was campaigning, running for office in 2019 to be the president of the United States of America, a job he now holds. Uh, Whether he was voted in or a machine made it happen, 
Uh, he is president of the United States of America. And I just thought you should hear what he had to say way back then. Because Putin knows if I am president of the United States, his days of tyranny and trying to intimidate the United States and those in Eastern Europe are over. I'm going to stand up to him. He's a bully, just like the president. And I know he doesn't want me to be president, but to tell you what, when I'm president, things are going to change. Well, I will say I agree with him there. That is that things will change because things have changed since he's taken office. Not about the whole Russia thing, because that hasn't happened at all, has it? So, big weekend in college basketball. I mean, we have the men's Final Four taking place uh, in Houston, Texas, uh, as uh, Florida Atlantic takes on San Diego State and UConn takes on Miami. And then Monday will be the Final Four championship game between one of those four teams. Then we have the college women's Final Four that takes place uh, right here, or at least in DFW in Dallas, Texas, at the American Airlines Center, of where this show originates in DFW, as uh, South Carolina takes on Iowa, and LSU takes on Virginia Tech, and then the Final Four Women's Championship is Sunday, April 2nd, uh, at the American Airlines Center. So big basketball, uh, college basketball, both taking place in the state of Texas. And I don't know that, uh, I mean, why do we even still have the women's basketball team? I mean, can't men just identify as women and play on college basketball teams? I know, I won't get started. Sorry. I know. But I just, I just know that today, uh, according to our president, uh, it is officially Transgender Day of Visibility which celebrates the joy, strength, and absolute courage of some of the bravest people I know. That was part of President Biden's uh, proclamation. President Biden also said in his proclamation, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, uh, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much, much more more and we need to uh, ease the tremendous strain that discrimination bullying and harassment can put on transgender children I would like to know more about the bullying and discrimination from these uh, on these transgender children because I have not seen it but uh, maybe it's there and I don't know what I'm talking about because I just feel like that's not true. Again, that's just me. So as long as we're talking about sports, I see where Shannon Sharp has uh, just scored a kind of a victory in his defamation lawsuit with Brett Favre. Now, Brett Favre sued Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp for a defamation in connection with the Mississippi welfare fraud scandal. And we talked a little bit about this when it first happened uh, and really, Brett, I wish you would have thought uh, better of this because uh, when you lose this case, it's not going to be good for you. Uh, 
Uh, now you've got everybody against you. Before you had a shot at saying, hey, I wasn't guilty. I didn't know. Uh, it was all part of the you know Mississippi welfare funds uh, volleyball thing, right? In Mississippi for his daughter's volleyball team. And so Sharp had called him, uh, according to this article, a sleazeball. And uh, according to this article, said that uh, Favre knowingly stole $1.1 million in welfare funds. And according to this article, it says that McAfee, uh, they changed it from a, federal, uh, from a state court to a federal court, which is what had to happen. I mean, hello, you're going to bring a case against Brett Favre? Uh, for Brett Favre in Mississippi? No. Uh, no, 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 no. And remember, I mean, McAfee, they made a big deal about saying allegedly. And, uh, you know, they it, what really, I'm sure, made Brett angry is their Halloween outfits. And one of McAfee's uh, co-hosts, he works in the back, uh, dressed up as Brett Favre. And... Uh, <laughs> had a briefcase with money coming out of it handcuffed to his wrist. <laughs> it was it was really funny. But Brett, come on, man. What are you doing? I mean, you're just bringing you're bringing it to the forefront and if you when you lose this, I'd say if. Okay, so if you lose this, uh it's going it's not going to look good for you. And maybe you don't care. And I get it and you know, you're you're mad that people are making fun of the great Brett Favre. I get it. But I hope you don't lose. Two more sports stories, okay? So the International Olympic Committee is providing a pathway for some Russian and Belarusian athletes in individual sports to participate under a neutral status as soon as the 2024 Paris Olympics. So they're going to get to be able to be in the Olympics uh, under a neutral status. And this is a fact I was not aware of. And I'm sure this you can take this home with you and uh, just know that this is a fact. That <laughs> so the Marshall Islands, you know the Marshall Islands out there in the Pacific Ocean, uh, they are the only UN-recognized country without a national soccer team. I know. Dry your eyes. And you think to yourself, wait, even what about the Vatican? Yes, uh, the Vatican has uh, as a national soccer team. But, uh, you know, I guess the Marshall Islands soccer boosters are trying to get this whole team uh, together and they want to use soccer to raise awareness about climate change and the impacts of climate change on the cluster of islands that is the Marshall Islands in the Pacific Ocean. Now they claim that projections and projections are always work out perfectly uh, in the world of climate change. Projections show that 40% of the capital island of Majuro will be underwater by 2030. I would like to say that that is not going to happen. Uh, but I don't know. It might not happen. Have you seen the thing that makes me think it's not going to happen is that my my new favorite meme, I think, is the meme from the Statue of Liberty back in the 1900s, early 1900s and the Statue of Liberty today and how much different 
the water level is because this is going to come as a surprise to you. There is no difference. So makes me wonder uh, how the capital island of Majuro will be underwater by 2030. I'm good. A good bet would be that it won't be. But hey, let's bring awareness and uh, to climate change and play soccer in the Marshall Islands, shall we? And, you know, I just saw some breaking news before I leave you. I just saw some breaking news. The family that believes in the world is going to end because of climate change is just around the corner. The royal family. Uh, William, who is next in line to be king. Uh, and Kate, the wife, who next in line to be, uh, you know, queen. Uh, is She's pregnant again. And she's going to have their fourth child. Now, if you were so concerned, so concerned about climate change and the earth coming to an end, would you still have children? I, uh, well, you know, it is Kate after all. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.